Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democratic attorney Michael Lieber, pro-Trump nationalist Jennifer Nevins, conservative commentator Chris Roebling, and liberal attorney Coco Sudek. Our program tonight coming to you from our home base at WCGO Radio in beautiful Evanston, Illinois. Nice to have you with us this evening. Our phone lines open at 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. And we've got lots to talk about uh, on our broadcast this evening. And uh, we begin, obviously, by uh, uh, offering our condolences to, to the family of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, the the legendary and the iconic member of the United States Supreme Court, a liberal icon who died uh, over the weekend. And again, uh, uh, that death has is, is, is pushed the control of the Supreme Court into this battle over the control of the White House and the control of the U.S. Senate and everything else that's taking place on Election Day. Uh, I want to begin with, uh, we have Michael Lieber, who is a Democrat attorney, and we have Jennifer Nevins, who is a nationalist, and also she's an educational consultant. They will join us in hour number one, and we'll be joined uh, in hour number two by Chris Roebling and Coco Sudek. But Michael uh, Lieber, I want, to, I want to talk to you first about the, uh, the decision by the president to move forward uh, with a nominee uh, in his term uh, this year. Your reaction to that? Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Donald Trump is all about power. He is all about uh, making sure his base turns out. This is going to gin up his base. Uh, I think my bigger problem isn't so much with Donald Trump, who's breaking the rules from 2016 because he didn't set those rules. It's with Mitch McConnell and the uh, Republicans in the Senate who uh, changed the rules in 2016 and uh, to serve their interests, not the interest of the country, uh, not the interests of uh, justice, but uh, uh, the interest of the Republican Party and their donors and their power, and now has decided to change those rules uh, and saying, hey, you know, rather than wait until a new president gets elected, we're going to go ahead and fill this seat okay. right now. Jennifer Nevins is here. She's a pro-Trump, yeah. not a Republican. She's a pro-Trump nationalist. All so right. your reaction. What rules are we talking about? There are no rules. We have 29 times, 29 times we have had a nominee put forth by an outgoing or a president who's serving his first term toward the end of his first term. 29 times one has been nominated and confirmed. The rule that you're talking about is an agreement that Mitch McConnell, under a Democrat outgoing president who truly was a lame duck at that time because he did not have an upcoming election, he said, we're not going to put it through. It's something that 12 other uh, senators at that time agreed that they weren't going to do. But it wasn't because of a rule. They didn't have the votes. It was a Democrat president and it was a Republican Senate. They weren't going to confirm Merrick Garland. And so they said, we're not going to do it. And, you know, so the, the idea that there's a rule, there's absolutely nothing unconstitutional, extra constitutional in what the president's doing. And there's nothing unconstitutional about what any of these senators do um, that may vote on uh, Trump's nominee. We know the Democrats would take this opportunity. If they had this opportunity, no matter what they said prior, just like what the Republicans said prior, they would take this opportunity. This is hardball. Would you agree with that, Michael, that the Democrats would do the same thing? I I, I don't. I don't. And and first (laughs) of all, just to address uh, Jennifer's point, 
there was a rule. There was a rule that Mitch McConnell put in place in 2016. He said, during if we're within a year of a presidential election, we're not going to have a confirmation. That's what he said. That's not and, a rule. Well, that that's the rule that he set down. You're you're right. There's no constitutional rule. There's well, no rule in the Bill of Rights or the Articles or anything like that. It was Mitch McConnell's and the Republican senators' rules in 2016. They said we're within a year. This happened in uh, February of 2016 when Scalia died, and so we're not gonna we're not even gonna have a vote now. That was the rule that they set down. I personally thought it was a wrong rule. My feeling is if you are the president, you've been elected for four years, Mm -hmm. and if a Mm -hmm. Supreme Court justice steps down, you get to fill it. Unfortunately, the Republicans in the Senate decided to change that rule. Well, and I, they should stick by it, and everybody can see but their yeah, hypocrisy. Let me ask you this question. I would like to deal with the perception that some people have mm-hmm. that it's hypocrisy. That's what yeah. the Democrats have said. That's what the mainstream media Absolutely. is. Certainly they're selling that narrative. Right. Do you agree that there is some political downside if they are able to fan the flames of mm-hmm. hypocrisy and unfairness to undecided and independent voters. Well, it's not going to affect any of Trump's votes because anybody right. voting for Trump, it's very popular no, that independent vo- independent voters. Um, not for Trump. The independent again, the people that are independents that are putting their uh, eggs in Trump's basket are not going to have a problem with it. The individual senators who are up for re-election have to make that calculus. And I know that Susan Collins from Maine is in a very tough right, uh, fight right now. Um, her vote for Kavanaugh has put her in uh, bad stead with her very liberal uh, Republican constituency up in Maine. So hence her decision. But that is for every individual senator uh, to come up with. I will say this. If the Democrats were so concerned about this, maybe they shouldn't have attempted to impeach a president during an election year. Hence, using the same thing they're saying, that we are robbing the populace of their vote uh, for a, uh, a justice, which it isn't the populace's decision anyway. We also said, hey, maybe you shouldn't impeach the president during an election year. So you know what? This is hardball politics. The Democrats have been playing extremely dirty and right back at you. And that's what I have to say. Actually, the Democrats haven't been playing dirty. Oh, you know, man. if we if we look back in history, uh, in the 1930s, uh, 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 FDR wanted to pack the courts because when he first took office, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the majority on the court was preventing him from passing a lot of the New Deal, and he put forward the the idea of packing the courts, adding three or five or seven additional justices. Ultimately, he and the Democrats stood down, not because power, because they had the ability to do it. They had control of the Senate, of the House, and of the presidency. But they said, you know what? It's not the right thing to do. Now, the Democrats, assuming that Biden wins and they win the Senate, they can absolutely change the rules and they can put on two or four or six or eight or ten more Supreme Court justices. And frankly, I wouldn't fault them for doing that because of the hypocrisy and the chicanery of the Republicans over the last four years with, with <laughs> these new rules that they're putting forth and then switching the game. But the reason why the Democrats won't is because they put country above party and they put principle above power. And, you that's, know what? and that's the big difference between the Democrats you know what, and the Republicans right now. Michael, that's complete garbage. Let me explain why. In 2019, <laughs> Marco Rubio wanted to put an amendment, wanted the House to vote. He didn't have the votes. There was no 
point in even putting it through to the House, wanted to put an amendment through that you couldn't pack the court. Why is that? Because in 2019, the Democrats were talking about packing the court. They're now talking about the packing the court. Senator Markey is talking about packing the court. We have Van Hollen talking about packing the court. Don't give me this business about how they are being honorable and they wouldn't do it. They talked about it two years ago. They're talking about it now. And is there anything, as you said, unconstitutional about passing a federal law that adds two or four or six? No. You know, let's no, re- let's but remember. it refutes what you just said, Michael. You just said they're too honorable. I just said they it's They haven't crap. done it. It's the difference between oh, talking brother. and doing. Okay. No, it's not. The Democrats are more honorable than the Republicans. Yeah, did you hear that, folks? 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border. We've got a barn burner already brewing here in Evanston, Illinois. Join the conversation. 1-800-723-8029. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Finding the next job is a big job, and that part of what you do is a little tough right now. Because of that, Lowe's for Pros is here to help. Get $400 in leads on us with a free one-year subscription from HomeAdvisor to connect to jobs that make sense for you. Sign up at Lowe'sforpros.com slash proloyalty to get started. Just one more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Now let's get to work. Subscription and $400 lead credit subject to HomeAdvisor's approval and terms. Valid for new HomeAdvisor customers only. Lowe's loyalty required. More terms apply. Valid through 99 U.S. only. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep is going on now. Take advantage of our best offer of the year and experience your best sleep of the summer. All Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with select savings up to $500. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Are you making a mistake that will ruin your retirement? Here's David J. Scranton, founder of the Retirement Income Store. I'm David Scranton. When it came time for my mom to retire, one simple mistake forced her to work years longer than she should have. And that's why I started the Retirement Income Store, to help hardworking Americans 55 and over plan for the retirement they deserve. I couldn't help my mom, but maybe I can help you. Call the Retirement Income Store at 866-977-6434 and we'll send you our free Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's Amazon best-selling book, The Retirement Income Story. Plus, you'll be invited to enjoy a no-obligation conversation with an income specialist. So call 866-977-6434. That's 866-977-6434. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Online at theretirementincomestore.com. 
Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. This is Eric G. from Around the House, where we talk home improvement every Saturday. And you're listening to WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Bellway. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. We have Mike Lieber and we have Jennifer Nevins joining us in hour number one. Chris Roebling and Coco Sudek will join us in number two, hour number two. And uh, we're back to uh, the discussion of uh, what takes place with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her replacement. A question to you, uh, and this is in the court of public opinion, whether or not voters are moved in any way by this. And I think we want to focus primarily on independent voters because i think you're right i don't think there's too many trump voters that are going to be affected uh, by by what the president uh, tries to do which has already been described by the democrats and their friends in the media as ramming down uh this uh, this nomination to the supreme court um there's been a lot of publicity already that you know on her deathbed i guess uh, ruth bader ginsburg said to her daughter I want a, the next president to make my replacement. Uh, there's obviously no rule that you have to do that. But again, in the court of public opinion, where a lot of people are concerned about fairness and things of that nature, does that hold any water at all? Ruth Bader Ginsburg's final wishes, um, maybe to some people who are fans of hers, uh, may hold some water. But I mean, I think it's absolutely ridiculous to say we have to honor somebody who's on their deathbed. We don't even know she said it, but even if she did, great. You know, if it was so important to her, and again, I'm not casting aspersions on someone who just passed away. She lived a remarkable life. God bless her family in this time. But if she was so concerned about having her seat occupied by someone who felt the way she did, what she should have done at the age of 83 years old when Obama was still in office is retire. She was extremely elderly at that time. Give up your seat then. It would have been a very safe time for her to do so. Um, But she didn't. So she wanted the first female president, which she assumed would be Hillary, um, to do that. Unfortunately, she chose not to. And elections have consequences. And so her opinion, maybe her opinion, we don't even know if she said that, um, is absolutely irrelevant to the extent that some independents think it's relevant, then they probably aren't voting for Trump anyway. And there's really Michael, no need to worry about it. Irrelevant? Well, I, I will say this. Jennifer and I probably aren't going to agree on a lot tonight, but there's one thing I do agree with. And I've been pounding the table about this for five or six years. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did lead a remarkable life. My condolences to her. I largely agreed with her jurisprudence. But I've been saying since 2014, if you are in 2013, the year after Obama gets reelected, if you're 80 years old, you've had cancer twice, and if your legacy is particularly important to you, you should step down. You should retire and allow a 50-year-old jurist to replace you and carry on your legacy. So frankly, I have been steamed about that for five or six years. Mm -hmm. That being said, to, to your question, Bruce... Uh, you know, independents in this race are going to break in favor of the non-incumbent. Just that's just a rule they they, they largely do, and and they did in 2016 because Hillary was seen as kind of the incumbent mm-hmm. uh, after eight right. years of a Democrat, four more years of a Democrat, and 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 all the polls showed that the uh, that independent now. What I think is going to happen here is independents are going to say, yes, we are close. Let's just see how this plays out. It's fair if Trump wins that he gets to choose somebody new. If he doesn't, 
we're so close. Let's let the new president. So I think it's going to turn. I mean, I, I think if you are a Republican who cares about preserving the Senate and having a better chance of winning the White House in 2020, you're better off waiting. But I, I don't think that they're going to be guided by that because I just think a lot of independents will say, I'm turned off by this. It's just one more thing I don't like about Trump. Jennifer. Um, I would say that ordinarily, and you're, the bit that you just said about independence um, often breaking for the non-incumbent, this is not a regular election year. Unfortunately, what has happened with the Democrats is they have completely radicalized. They have completely radicalized. We have open Marxists, open Marxists, not speculation, but we have the squad. All of them have espoused Marxist uh proclivities. They have said that they want a revolution. We have growing numbers of people in the party, not fringe elements, in the party going so extreme that there is a genuine, real concern among anybody middle of the road. Elon Musk said it very well, and he's a liberal. He said the Democrats have lost the middle. So ordinarily, you'd say, well, independents, you know, they they may break for Biden. They're going to break for the Democrat. They're going to break for the non-incumbent. This is not like any other race that we have ever had in United States history. The the, the problem with that is the top of the ticket is Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not seen as Hillary Clinton. He's not seen as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or the squad. He's seen as an older, moderate white guy by most of the electorate. And he's also liked. Remember, one of the reasons why Hillary Clinton lost, uh, well, she won the popular vote, but lost the electoral vote against Arguably the least qualified person to ever run for president and who somebody who has turned out to be uh, horrifically unqualified to handle the biggest crisis that our country has faced in 100 years, this pandemic where we're losing jobs, we are okay. – our kids aren't in school, okay. can't even you – know, hope well, hopefully we'll have a full football season. Uh, but the reason why she lost is she was wildly unpopular, including with a lot of Democrats. Joe Biden is well-liked by most people, including independents. That's why this election is over. No, what the election – I want to oh, just, wow. just, just follow up. Um, there were a lot of people running against Joe Biden this year. In the early part of the campaign, it appeared that, that Bernie Sanders once again was lighting a, you know, a fire out there in the prairie land and uh, – the people that were showing up when there were rallies were very supportive and very exciting from excited about him. Why do you think the Democratic constituency this year dismissed all of the other candidates who were younger, darker, generations were different, mm-hmm. uh, their sexual orientation was different? Why do you think all of those other segments of the Democratic Party and the coalition that keeps the party together, why were they all rejected and literally they came back to the old white guy. Well, I think early on in the first couple of primaries, you saw Bernie Sanders and to a lesser extent, uh, Elizabeth Warren, who were represented the left side of the party. Um, Jennifer might say the radical side of the party. And they were only able to capture 30, 35 percent of the vote. And all of the people who were much more in the middle, Biden, Pete Buttigieg, a number of other, Amy Klobuchar, who are mainstream, uh, down-the-middle Democrats, that's where Democrats are. And that's where Democrats realized if we want to beat Trump, that's where we should be. And that's what they ended up with, which is a moderate, reasonable, qualified candidate in Joe Biden. Do you consider that uh, uh, Vice or Vice President, uh, Senator uh, Harris, 
as a moderate? Um, you know, she she is she is left of Biden, but she is certainly right of Elizabeth Warren and right of Bernie Sanders, and she's also the vice president, yeah, the vice presidential candidate. She isn't. She wouldn't be the president. <laughs> no. Really? You know, this is the biggest scam that is being perpetrated upon the American people. I have watched numerous videos that don't get play on the media, on the mainstream media, because they're covering for this man. He cannot do events two days in a row. I just watched a video of him speaking in Philadelphia. He couldn't catch his breath. He runs and never, ever, ever, ever takes questions from the media. Never. He didn't today. That's false. He didn't yesterday. No. He ran. You know what happened when he went to Minneapolis? The local uh, reporters were shut out. They said this is only for national media. They had four reporters there in their big circles. Then the national media goes along with it. The local media is harder to fool. And they said, why is he coming to Minneapolis when we're not able to get into these events and ask him questions? This has happened in uh, – it happened in uh, Kenosha. It happened in Minneapolis. It happened in Pennsylvania. All three times the local media were told to take a hike the day of the event, and he runs from the questioning. He has dementia. There is no question about it. Most people believe this. That's why Trump is making hay with it and wants a drug test because we think, and I agree with him, that he is juiced up for these appearances, and then he crashes, which explains why they put a lid on him the day after any event. Everybody and his uncle knows that he's not going to serve out a full term. It's going to be Kamala as vice president. If you are fooling yourself right now and you think that this 78-year-old man is going to make it through four years of a presidency, when he can't even take questions from the press and he's out of breath, please go to Gateway Pundit, guys, and look at the video. You are fooling yourself. And I know you don't believe that. Let's let Michael respond. Yeah, I mean, now we're getting into kind of cloud cuckoo land. No, we're not. Uh, Let's uh, let him respond. uh, uh, He's had, I think, four or five press conferences in the last week, week and a half. Uh, he's taken questions from the press. He had his uh, CNN town hall uh, where he he did quite well. Uh, but but here's the thing. I, I love the fact that Jennifer wants to argue that Joe Biden is somehow deep in the throes of dementia because this is perfect. The, I, and Democrats absolutely love this because when it comes time to September 29th or whenever the first debate is and the second and the third and – First of all, you've set the bar so low that if the guy is able to complete full sentences, people are going to say he won. Which is sad and, and pathetic. And, Michael, are you are you and, concerned that he has not taken many questions from the media? No, he he has been out there. He has been campaigning in a safe manner, uh, whereas Donald Trump. Michael, I'm talking about questions yeah. from reporters. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Donald Trump, if Donald Trump does anything, he takes too many questions from too many reporters. I mean, the difference is almost, you know, a thousand to one. So my question to you is, are are you not, as someone who was for Pete Buttigieg in the primary, are you not curious as to what his real opinions are on some issues, which will determine the future of the Democratic Party? You you hear his authentic opinions when he is giving speeches, when he is answering questions by the press. Is he doing these rambling two-hour Rose Garden press conferences? No, he's no, he, doing... He's doing them with uh, Anderson Cooper instead. Right, well, friendly he, fire. He, 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 did a, he did a town hall. He's done multiple press conferences within the last week and a half. What? Uh, he's answered questions. Uh, you know, apparently they don't have that on Gateway Pundit, but actually on the mainstream news, they actually feature complete his nonsense. interviews. Let's get back to this. It's complete nonsense. We do have to pause. 1-800-723-8029. 
We've got some phone callers on the line. We're going to bring them into our conversation. And a reminder, in our second hour this evening, we'll be joined by Chris Roebling and Coco Sudek. They'll add a little more spice to already a hot... Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America. A nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. Back, by the way, and uh, I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Michael is pissing Jennifer off. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the internet by corporate and political interests? Hey guys, it's Clyde Lewis here with Ground Zero Radio, and in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground. It's called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, ebooks, documents, and much, much more. Our news aggregator, Newsifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting the Ground Zero friendly podcasts like Into the Paraabnormal with Jeremy Scott and The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath is a social media platform along with the chat room to interact with many of our listeners. Mobile apps for Android and Apple will soon be available at Aftermath.media. The monthly subscription to Aftermath.media is $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to the library of archived Ground Zero podcasts and shows. If you're interested in having access to our podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero by subscribing to Aftermath.media. Sign up today, Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath. Exhale and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries, be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. The Dave Ramsey Show. Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. Back on Beyond the Beltway, and I understand during the break, uh, my microphone was open, so hopefully I didn't say anything uh, obscene. I generally don't, uh, but uh, whatever I said, I meant it. Uh, we're now going to let our guests take a moment to introduce themselves briefly, and we're going to start with 
Jennifer Nevins. Jennifer? Hi, I am Jennifer. I am happy to be here as always. I am booked on the show as the original Trumper, and that is because when there were 17 people on that debate stage, I was for Donald Trump. And I describe myself as a conservative nationalist, and a nationalist is a good thing. It is believing in your country, in this case, America first, for all people, um, every creed, religion, nationality. Um, and I am, again, happy to be here. All right. And Michael Lieber. I'm Mike Lieber. Uh, I This is, I think, my fourth time on the show, and it's great to be here. Uh, I'm an attorney in Chicago. I am the principal of my uh, law firm, Lieber Law Group, which focuses on commercial litigation, employment law, media law. And I am a centrist Democrat who believes in the rule of law and who believes that I am incredibly lucky to have won the world's jackpot, to have been born in the United States uh, in the 1970s. You are uh, a centrist Democrat, and I, I think I would acknowledge that. There aren't too many that we have around here. But my question to you is um, – there are some who are worried, even some Democrats I've heard are worried about the power of the uh, left of center Democrats who may have more sway over Joe Biden uh, if he becomes president of the United States and take the party into a more a radical uh, area. Do you agree with that? And, and, and what would you do to uh, fight that? You know, I, I don't agree. It, Jennifer is right that you have you know, the squad, for example, which is three or four members of Congress, three or four members of Congress, even joining together, can't accomplish a whole lot. Uh, if you look at who Joe Biden has surrounded himself, not just this campaign, but for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, it's been solidly middle of the road, sane Democrats from his chief of staff, his chiefs of staff to his advisors and the team that he's going to put around him, people on you know, as part of his administration, like Kamala Harris, who uh, was the attorney general in San Francisco and then California, like probably a you know perhaps an Amy Klobuchar, again a centrist, Pete Buttigieg, a centrist Democrat. Mm -hmm. These kinds of folks, I'm not worried. I you know I am a centrist Democrat. I don't want him pursuing so who 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 is wrong here is is the is the mainstream media have they created a a a perception of power that these social democrats that socialist democrats have uh including bernie sanders are they creating a false sense of influence that they have on the campaign i i think they are you know look it makes for a better story yeah, if you said it, where are their voters going to go on election day? Then, well, you know, this time around, I don't think very many Bernie folks are going to stay home. And what we saw last time around is you had much more robust third-party candidates. Now, granted, they only got maybe five or six percent of the vote total between Jill Stein and um, uh, the Libertarian uh, Gary Johnson. Uh, Gary Johnson, but this time around, it's going to be you know maybe one percent apiece for the Libertarian and the Green Party. Uh, they're going to turn out for Joe Biden, not all of them, but but many more, uh, you know, and it, again, it goes back to if you look at the vote breakdowns during the Democratic primaries, particularly early on when it mattered, the, the left folks, Warren and Bernie, were really only combined getting 30, 35 percent. So it tells you where most Democrats, including most Democrats who are engaged enough to show up in a primary are, and it's they're much more moderate. Do you agree with that? Any of that? 
Um, or, I, do you, or do you be, do you believe the mainstream media because they're the ones that are basically mm-hmm. saying that you know that. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez is really a creature of the mainstream media. She is just one congresswoman from New York, and uh, she's been made into Joan of Arc. Well, the thing of it is, is a lot of the policies that AOC puts forward, like the Green New Deal, are embraced by a majority of Democrats in Congress. That's the truth. We've had multiple senators, including Kamala Harris, come out and say that they were unequivocally in favor of the Green New Deal, which is a radical, radical uh, proposal that would ban fracking. And now you, you agree have Joe. With is it a radical idea, Green New Deal? Uh, you know, if done over time, I don't think it is. I think we need to protect the environment. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that my kids and grandkids live in a country where we can actually farm. In, you know, we can grow cotton in Alabama and we can grow corn in Illinois. I'm, glad you, I'm to- glad you mentioned farming. Because when this town hall that were all softball questions except one from a Republican farmer, um, she asked Joe Biden about she is an owner of a potato farm. And she said, there's been so many business regulations on farming that I'm having a hard time making a living. Joe uh, started rambling on about chicken excrement for Manure. some reason. Yeah, that's right, because he can't think straight. And started talking to her about this and also said, I'm in favor of putting farmers' lands in land banks. Now, I – some people don't know this. I'm a historian, and part of what I study is uh, Stalinist history. Land banks are what Stalin used to call them. It's collectivization. So to the point that – and he let his mask slip at that point. That is a collectivist concept. There are many things that Joe Biden says, including defunding the police, which he did say he was in favor of in an interview. False. Now he he did say he was in favor of it. In fact, he went on about how the police are now seen as the enemy. Yes, I would be in favor of defunding. Somebody got a hold of him. And then he did walk that back. That he walked it back. But the point is, who's the real Joe Biden? So the idea and the fact that you call yourself a centrist, Michael, and I know that you do call yourself that, the Democrat Party of 30, 40 years ago is absolutely no more. The idea that a centrist would say that the Green New Deal, anything about it, and when you read through it, folks, I recommend that you please do, it is an absolute, almost seems like Mao's ground zero, uh, going back to your zero plan. It is horrific. That's uh, how the centrists let, now think. Let me interrupt because I do want to bring our callers in. Let's go to Dave, who's listening to us in Spokane on KXLY. Go ahead, Spokane. Uh, try and keep this brief, but uh, I got to say that the president and the Senate are in the in the Senate. You know, they're all elected for a term. The president has to fulfill his term, and they both do their jobs. He nominates a justice, which is his job all the way through the time that he's the president. Mm-hmm. The Senate does their job, and the Senate, when it's held by the opposing party, guess what? Their job is to consent to someone that they agree with. That's why in 2016, why waste the people's time, put a vote up when it was not going to get through because it was held by the opposing party. That's why only one time in the entire history of our country has a president of one party nominated a justice then it actually got through with a Senate from the other. It never happens, never, other than that one time. So it wasn't going to happen. This year is totally different. The president's going to do his job, and the Senate will do their job. And guess what? The senators that were elected there are all majority Republicans. They were actually increased their majority in 2018, and their job is to consent to a justice. And if they agree with that justice, they're going to put it up for a vote, because guess what? Now they're the same party. It's pretty simple. And as far as real quick, for honorability, if you think it's honorable what they did to Kavanaugh, the Democratic right. Party is 
far from Kavanaugh. You know, they, they said they need to reconnect with the reality of what credible is. How often do we hear it's a credible allegation? Well, if you, you need to go back and learn the law because legally there was no credibility to that allegation. And so for them to keep saying that and believe women, believe women, unless it's a Democrat who is accused by a woman, I mean, honorable, give me a break. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess I will leave you guys with that. Dave, let me ask you a question before you go away. Because you sound like someone that's that's fairly politically astute. Does it make any difference to you whether the vote happens before Election Day or happens after Election Day with the existing United States Senate? It really does not to me, simply because, again, they are still on their job. Even if the senators get taken out by the election, they hold their position until their new senator is sworn in. You have a term of duty to commit to. You commit to do your job that entire time. So whether it's before or after now, now how it would help the election, I don't know. I sort of think it would help the election to just have all of the hearings prior and have the actual you know decision after, because that Jennifer, allows politically for it. Yeah, I want to ask Jennifer. I want to. I want to get reaction just just on this strategic point. Do you agree with with Paul or David on that? I agree with what David was saying, with the small exception of the reason why. Uh, and Ted Cruz came out and said this. The reason why it's so important for us to proceed with this right now is that it is likely because the Democrats are going to jam this up in the courts. There's no question. That's why we have 52 different elections going on with all these mail-in ballots. This very well may go to the court. And because Roberts basically is a swing vote now, he is in no way a reliable conservative vote. Um, frankly, it is in the Republicans' interest to have that kind of security on the court. And that's just the political reality of it. What's your take on, on just that particular point, Michael? Uh, the, the strategy – well, first of all, my prediction is this. We've seen uh, Susan Collins come out and say, hey, I'm not going to vote right. on somebody before the – I think before not only the election but the inauguration. And no, Murka- she said before the election. Okay, and Murkowski has said the same thing. Now, what we're seeing is kind of a kabuki dance because if there is ultimately a, a, a vote before the election, my prediction is for strategic purposes, Mitch McConnell is going to say, yes, we know that Murkowski is not with us from Alaska and Susan Collins, you're at risk in Maine. He doesn't have four votes. Huh? Huh? Well, I don't think Mitch he, McConnell has four votes or three votes, frankly. Well, do I mean, before he the election, have three. I don't. I don't. I think there are four. There are at least. We we know Murkowski. Mm-hmm. We know Collins. We know Romney can't be depended on. Mm-hmm. And I would say that some of these some of these others that are in tight races, they will not be uh, counted on. Grassley has even said so. I just don't think there are fifty votes before the election. Here's. The here's the monkey wrench in that plan from what I'm reading and is that first of all, I don't Mitch McConnell, one thing that he does well, and I'm not a huge fan of McConnell, don't. is he knows well and he knows how to get nominees through the Senate. Um, and so I really doubt that he'd put his prestige on the line. It's an election year for him as well to say we're gonna put this up and then not have the votes. You don't think he talked to these people beforehand? No, 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 but, no, but here, here's my point. I think he believes that there's going to be a vote. He's going to put it on the table. He has not said that he wants to have the vote before election day because what i'm saying is if you are a republican and you and you vote the wrong way you could lose your job but if you lose your job you're still a republican probably a conservative you'd vote for him during the lame duck session 
You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Want weekly reports predicting events before they happen? Stand by. Seven years after former NSA contractor Edward Snowden blew the whistle, an appeals court has found the program was illegal all along. The NSA was secretly building a vast database of U.S. telephone records, the who, the how, the when, and the where of millions of mobile calls. Your calls. And mine too, of course. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com Tired of getting trapped in these bad financial cycles or by news that seems impossibly out of your control? For the first time ever, we're giving you access to some of the most elite, top-secret intelligence reports so you can know what's coming down the pike, often two months in advance, from stock markets to education and family issues. It's literally not available anywhere else. And it's only available one way. Get this subscription-only insider's audio each week by going to VIPWebinars.org. 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 Hey, everybody. It's JT from Barbecue Nation. On Barbecue Nation, you can hear the best of the best from the world of barbecue and outdoor cooking. You know, on any given Saturday, you'll hear from folks like Leanne Whippen from the Devil Pig in Florida. You've seen Leanne on TV a time or two. Or Myron Mixon, the Lord of Q. That's Barbecue Nation, Saturdays from noon to 2 on Chicago Smart Talk, WCGO. Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall is teaming up with PatrickLivesOn.org and the cast of Chicago PD, Chicago Med, and Fire, September 27th and October 4th, to raise money in support of local food banks. Patrick Lives On is a tax-deductible 501c3 charity, and we've got great incentives, too. Listen Sundays from 1 to 3 for details. The Patrick Lives On Radiothon, September 27th and October 4th, from Playtime and Smart Talk, WCGO, AM, and FM. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Open Road Radio on WCGO Radio, 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. We're just going through uh, some of the uh, machinations of what might happen in the vote uh, for the uh, uh, nominee of uh, President Trump. And uh, Jennifer, you were making a point because I, I had made the point that if if I am a incumbent United States senator, and I'm a Republican, and I'm in a tight race, Mm -hmm. I would argue that I would just as soon not have to take a vote on that before Election Day. Get through Election Day. If I win, I can come back and do whatever I want because I've got six years. If I lose, I can decide, okay, do I want to walk into a room of conservatives and be booed or cheered? They can make that decision. 
And many of them, again, this maybe it's a profile in courage or not, they just as soon vote during the lame duck session. And in that particular case, Trump's appointee probably would get named right. and, co- and confirmed. I think it's a calculation that every senator makes because there's also a danger when you're a more establishment mainstream Republican who is up for reelection that if you were to go against this vote, you're going to lose some of your Republican voters who already think you're a rhino and a problem. So it doesn't just cut with independents. They have to be mindful of the Republicans. So when you have someone like Cory Gardner, who's in a tight race, who is also considered he's no fan of Trump's, um, he is signaling that he's going to vote yes on or he's considering voting yes, depending on who the pick is. On Trump's pick. Why would he do that? Well, he has to look at his individual um, demographics and the state that he's running in and what the political calculus is. For Collins, it doesn't make sense because she got in trouble with her vote yes for Kavanaugh. So it is not a blanket rule that by doing this, you're going to tank your campaign because what about Tom Tillis? Um, Tom Tillis is going to have to make the same calculation. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, Mitch McConnell had some leverage. Look, you want to keep your, your committee seats if you get reelected. There's a lot of different things, a lot of uh, machinations that go on behind the scenes, and everyone makes their calculation. If the abstention rule plays out, and if, can I, I don't know if I can mention that real quick. I don't know if this is the case or not. It seems that it is. I was reading um, about what happens if a senator abstains from a vote. If a senator, from what I'm reading, abstains, what happens is they're removed from the Senate roll call. In that case, let's say six senators abstained from voting on the Republican side. That ostensibly would put 47 Republican votes versus 47 Democrat votes because you're assuming they all stick together unless Manchin breaks or somebody like that. Then Pence comes in and he's the 48th vote and you have a majority because you only need a quorum, which is 50 votes total for that to pass. I'm pretty sure that's the way this works. That might be figuring into this calculus. If that's the case, that is a game changer because we could lose six votes. If there is someone listening that that wants to challenge that interpretation by Jennifer, give us a call 1-800-723-8280. Michael, did you have a comment? I was just going to say, unfortunately, my my days as the uh, Senate parliamentarian are long (laughs) behind me, so I'm not sure about that. Um, I will say this. Um, it's a really difficult game for Republican senators. And, and I don't want to shy away from the fact that I still maintain that the fact that we're even talking about a vote this close to the election, particularly given how the Republicans changed the rules and now are getting a backhoe to, to pick up and move the goalposts so dramatically this time around to serve their own interests. I, I don't want to shy away from that. But the fact of the matter is, People like a Cory Gardner in Colorado, where you have a significant evangelical Christian population who will be turned off if he doesn't vote for right. for this. But at the same time, you have a lot of moderate, white, college-educated women in the suburbs of Denver who are going to be horribly turned off if he votes in favor of um, an Amy Coney Barrett or somebody like that. And so he's doing this delicate dance of – I have to keep this one side happy for me to have a chance, but as soon as I do that, I'm cutting my own throat. And frankly, that's what politicians have to do all yep. the time. But any independent, they're earn their money now, right? But any independent who's willing to vote for Trump understands that he's going to get the next Supreme Court pick. So whether you pick it now 
it's, it's kind of strange when you think about it, too. If you were planning on voting for Trump and you're an independent, why would you be so turned off that he's exercising his power now when you know he's just going to exercise it in a few months if he were to get reelected or even if he doesn't I, get reelected I, I'm t- after the fact? I'm, I'm talking about the independents who aren't going to vote for Trump. I think everybody's he, chosen a side by now, Well, I, you know, I think there are still some folks who either haven't chosen a side or are deciding whether they're going to turn out. Because remember, you know, winning elections is about three things. It's about turning out your base. Mm-hmm. It's about winning over that small percentage of independence, which gets smaller each mm-hmm. cycle, and convincing folks on the other side not to turn out at all. You know, convincing, for example, a 60-year-old evangelical woman who lives in the exurbs to say, do you really want to reelect a guy who uh, – you know, is thrice divorced, has oh, you know, yeah. has, has a fair. They've already, they've already done that. They've already, already vo- they've already rendered their verdict. Well, that. but you know what? You know what? They I don't know he that they have. Going, he may be going to hell, but they're going to vote for. Yeah, him. but you know what? They miss seeing their grandkids, and they can't see their grandkids because their their kids who live out of state can't travel and don't want to quarantine. Well, blame it that blame what, that on the, the Democratic governor of those states. That yeah, Donald we're not, having, not, well, we're not having that problem in red states, Michael. Right. Really? Well, we're, we're having it all over the place where people are out of work. That's Their right. kids aren't going to school. Democrats. They can't go to the movies Democrats. or the restaurants. Illinois. Democrats. California. What is this, what right, is this where, discussion? Yeah, it, it's a discussion about making our way sensibly through a pandemic which Donald Trump failed in the worst possible way we have uh-huh. high unemployment Democrats. no no restaurants Democrats. nothing Democrats, Democrats. Democrats. Notice, the Democrat isn't in power uh, right Michael, now uh, Michael De- in the closing minutes right now in the closing minutes of our number one when things were fairly back and forth. <laughs> The grenade has been, the rhetorical grenade has been thrown by the Democrat. On the other side, we're going to hear from Coco Sudek. She's a liberal attorney. She's going to pick up that grenade and throw it right at Chris Roebling. They will continue as well as our in-studio guests. I'm Mike and Jennifer. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Another full hour of Beyond the Beltway coming up on this station. Don't go away. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. 
Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. WCGO with talkers that listen and radio that inspires. Rooster Mod back on Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us in hour number two. We welcome an old friend of this program, Chris Roebling. He is a Republican, he's a conservative commentator, and we also have Coco Sudek, who is a relatively new member of our 
panel here, at least in the, this past year. She's emerged as quite an outspoken supporter of liberal causes, and she joins Michael Lieber and Jennifer Nevins, who remain in studio with me, and I thank both Jennifer and Michael for actually coming into the studio tonight. We appreciate it very much. But also, we have the, the magic of Zoom, and uh, I want to go to you, uh, Chris Roebling, first. Uh, what is your uh, what is your quick reaction to the question, um, do you expect this vote to take place before Election Day or after Election Day or not at all? I think the vote will take place shortly after Election Day, and I think that Mitch McConnell and the Republicans are going to establish a record through the normal process of uh, starting with the FBI investigation, although I'm sure that President Trump is going to nominate a sitting a United States Circuit Court judge, somebody with a current file. And so the FBI uh, background check will take only a few, probably a week or 10 days, something like that. And then uh, there will be hearings. And we all know that the Democrats will hurt themselves during the hearings. And the Republican nominee will acquit herself brilliantly. And then there will be a choice before the voters and within a day or two of the election, there will be a vote. Okay, let's go to Coco Sudek. Uh, you are an attorney uh, when you're not uh, pontificating on the radio. What's your what's your take uh, as to uh, what's likely to happen in the next uh, 50 days? I think that uh, Mitch McConnell will pull a vote before Election Day because I think it's a chance for Lindsey Graham to get off the campaign trail where he's losing to Jamie Harrison. Um, I think they're going to put up a, a real wacko who's a right-wing zealot um, and I think that uh, I think she's going to get on the court and I think it's going to be a travesty. And um, I also think that it's going to be an embarrassment for the legal profession and the judicial bar to watch somebody unqualified uh, who's a zealot take the take Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg's seat. If someone is already on the uh, appellate court, does that make them a wacko? I think that the, no, I mean, not all judges are wackos, but I think everybody on that list that Trump put forward is, they're all creatures of the Federalist Society. They're all creatures who okay. can't wait to overturn Roe, and they're all people who can't wait to make the Supreme Court not 74% in favor of Supreme of Chamber of Commerce cases, but 98%. Right, this a, is going to be a, a great big win for big companies and big money. Coco, and, this and is a this terrible is, for everybody else. This is this is for my Democrats to respond to, based on what Coco just said. Coco is 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 vehement against uh, any appointee of, of of Donald Trump, at least to those that have been mentioned uh, recently. So my question to you, from a political standpoint, Michael Lieber, that passion that Coco has just articulated, is that going to move uh, the needle? Is that going to bring a level of enthusiasm? to the Biden campaign that's not apparent yet. Is it going to amount, amount to a massive turnout for those that believe as Coco and uh, the Republicans will not only lose the White House, they are likely to use lose the U.S. Senate? Absolutely. I, I agree with Coco. Personally, I think that Donald Trump's reelection was over on January 21st, 2017, when I joined 250,000 other people at the Women's March here in Chicago. What this is going to do is it's going to energize college-educated 
suburban women like never before. These are the people who decided 2016. They're going to decide 2020. And Donald Trump is going to struggle to muster 197 electoral votes while uh, Biden coasts to victory with at least 341. All right, I want to get I want to get Coco's response, a quick response, Coco. Then we're going to move on to other topics. I think that the important thing about this is it's going to it's going to enliven the Senate Democrats to actually take the steps that need to happen for real reform, real reform, expanding the Supreme Court beyond its nine justices, which we've had since before we had the light bulb. We've had nine justices. We had 40 million people. Now we have 330 million people. We still have nine justices. We need more justices. We also need statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico. And we also need some kind of ethics reform for the Supreme Court. And oh. this is going to this is going to incentivize the Democrats like nothing else. It's okay, the now, best uh, thing uh, that McConnell could do Chris, for the Senate Democrats. Chris Roebling, response to how the Democrats have responded and, and how the Democratic constituencies, some Democrat constituencies, would react uh, to this move if the president uh, moved forward on, an, on, a, on a nominee. And, and secondly, uh, by bringing in D.C. statehood and, and reform of the Supreme Court and other issues that she has articulated this evening, does, does that just rile up and give a greater opportunity for the Republicans to increase their voter turnout? Yeah, I, I think with all respect to Coco and with all respect to um, the, our Mr. Lieber, Democrats in general are have become captured by the extreme elements of the left wing. I say this as somebody who was raised a Democrat and uh, whose grandfather was a Democrat congressman and was a Democrat-appointed judge by Wilson and Roosevelt. So, I mean, I'm very in touch with the Democratic background, but I think that the liberals basically looked the other way when the leftists took over the party. And I, I welcome, I, I have said for years, I think the more exposure for on uh, a Congressman Ocasio-Cortez, the better it is for all Americans. The more exposure for uh, the Democratic Party, the better it is for all Americans because folks see exactly what we're up against in trying to maintain liberty in an hour of maximum peril against the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, and all manner of threats, both foreign and domestic. Jennifer, do you see that in this current situation uh, where a vote will take place in the U.S. Senate with what's already out there in the body politic, Mm -hmm. do you see more street demonstrations? Do you see a building of pressure on Democrat and Republican members of of the Senate as a vote moves forward. Yeah, in fact, this is part of uh, the exposure of the radical left. What are we seeing? I have been monitoring Twitter and social media, and you have literal calls for death. Um, We have uh, McConnell's home is surrounded by 50 federal agents right now because multiple, many, many credible threats have come through that we need to burn the Congress literally down. In fact, we had a Wisconsin elected official. He's an ethics uh, commissioner, 
uh, in Wisconsin, say, guess what, guys? It's time to burn the entire Congress down. This is called mob rule. If the mob doesn't get what the mob wants, that's what we've been witnessing for the past 100 days, the mob is going to rampage like a bunch of little children. This is third world country stuff. This is not, Please. you can disagree. Coco, Please. don't interrupt me, Coco. Isn't this, uh, don't interrupt me, Coco. Mob. The nominee wouldn't even give a hearing to the nominee of an elected president. That was mob rule. No, that was not mob. No, Coco, that was not. Did anybody die, Coco, in that exchange? No, I'm talking about actual mobs, and they are yours, Coco, not mine. When we come back, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to let everybody respond to that question. 1-800-723-8029. That includes you. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Finding the next job is a big job, and that part of what you do is a little tough right now. Because of that, Lowe's for Pros is here to help. Get $400 in leads on us with a free one-year subscription from HomeAdvisor to connect to jobs that make sense for you. Sign up at Lowe'sforpros.com slash proloyalty to get started. Just one more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Now let's get to work. Subscription and $400 lead credit subject to HomeAdvisor's approval and terms. Valid for new HomeAdvisor customers only. Lowe's loyalty required. More terms apply. Valid through 99 U.S. only. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep is going on now. Take advantage of our best offer of the year and experience your best sleep of the summer. All Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with select savings up to $500. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Do business more powerfully during Dell's semi-annual sale. Save up to 45% on Dell computers and servers with Intel Core processors. It's time for you to upgrade to new, modern devices with Windows 10. Also, save on electronics and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL to talk to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find just the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash business deals. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Okay, class, let's bump it up to nine. Come on, Limu, keep peddling. We gotta build our endurance to let more people know that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Pick up the pace, bird legs! Hey! Don't talk to Limu like that! I'm not, I'm talking to you! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. 
Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. Rooster went back on Beyond the Beltway, and uh, I want to go to uh, Chris Roebling uh, to pick up the uh, the discussion about what you think the uh, the body politic is going to be like uh, between now and Election Day, and even maybe more importantly, after Election Day, regardless of who wins, uh, Chris. Uh, I, I think that people are going in. I think the voters are self-selected subset of the population. They're very serious about what they do. And I think that there are, as people have said, Coco, and I think all of us, Jennifer, um, there, there are folks who have already made up their mind, and there are folks who are still shopping. And there are folks who don't know if they're going to vote. And um, I think that you're going to see a lot of voters watching what's going on and drawing their own conclusions therefrom. I think that afterwards, we're going to see um, if Trump is reelected, I think we'll see the, the Soros-funded uh, protesters go out and trash more cities and destroy more businesses and injure more people and perhaps shoot a few policemen and a few innocent bystanders. Um, but I, I hope that that's uh, short-lived. Uh, we'll, I, oh, finally, I want to say that there will be an enormous attempt to um, win the election after Election Day in courtrooms with uh, arguments over election administration. So everybody should be ready for that if it's not a big win on one side or the other. Michael Lieber, your your response to uh, the climate of the country in the wake of Election Day. What what happens to, to our daily life? Sure. Well, as much as we want to focus on things like this Supreme Court uh, nominee or potential nominee and battle, uh, the thing that people are sitting around talking about at their kitchen tables, because 99.999% of people aren't protesting out on the street on one side or the other. But most people sitting around their kitchen tables are thinking, am I, am I going to lose my job right now with massive unemployment like we haven't seen in 20 or 30 years? Uh, I lost my job. Am I going to be able to find a new job? When are my kids going to be able to go back to school? When am I going to be able to eat at a restaurant? When am I going to be able to visit my elderly parents without having to worry that I'm going to get them sick. That's what people are focusing about right now, and that's what they are going to vote on. It's just these – let me just finish real quick. It's these kitchen table issues, and all these other little fights are going to do is juice the people who've already decided that they're going to turn out. But most folks have already made up their mind, and this kind of chaos – just turns them off more and more from the chaos we've had the last four years with the least qualified person to ever hold the Oval Office. Coco Sudek, uh, you want to make a comment. So make your comment, and then I want to follow up with you. Go ahead. The um, I want to extend on what Michael said, which is um, people are scared. They're, they're scared about the pandemic. We're, we're now at 200,000 deaths and millions and millions of people whose lives have been altered by this, this disease, all, all because it was incompetently and deliberately badly run by this president. I think what people are also going to be worried about is getting evicted because they don't have jobs and they don't have government assistance like they need, 
because Mitch McConnell will not move on any of the bills that have been brought to him by the House. Instead, he's going to focus on grabbing the Supreme Court seat, and he's going to leave a lot of Americans desperate. That's the issue in this election. Do you think, just on that last point, do you think that some people will will blame uh, both parties because it appears that the Democrats allegedly want wanted six hundred dollars a week. The Republicans basically had agreed that they would be willing to provide three hundred dollars a week, and there's now an impasse between Republicans and Democrats over that three over the difference of three hundred dollars. Do you think the sophistication uh, of the voter is significant that they would understand that? In other words, if someone's going to no, get riled up, in the they would they would reject they would reject three hundred dollars. No, I've been I've been actually been canvassing quite a bit for for Democrats in Michigan, and yeah. no, I don't think most people are sufficiently sophisticated for that. But I think that the but but the one message that the House actually stayed around and passed the bill and begged the Senate to do something, and the Senate instead is going to focus on grabbing another Supreme Court seat rather than helping everyday Americans. I think is a message that they will understand. But would they also understand, and they end this to everybody, would they also understand that the Republican position is, as I understand it, the Republicans do not want to provide trillions of dollars to states and, and municipalities that have mismanaged the, the finances of their cities and states, nothing to do with COVID-19, but just a general history of a poor pension planning and everything else. And that the average person may not like that idea, which the Democrats and the speaker seems to be clutching close to her breast. No, I, I, I disagree with that, Bruce. And the reason I disagree with that is states that are facing uh, fiscal deficits, Bruce, whether they're whether they're Bruce, Republicans. Since you, yeah. since you make that a One jump second. ball, I think I'll I'm going to take that. Yeah, go go ahead, and uh, and then we're going to come back to Michael. Go ahead, Chris Roebling. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, um, hold on just for a second. You've been filibustering all night long. It's amazing that Jennifer got any words in. Edgewise. I did in the first hour. So let me just say, I, I think that folks understand very well who is trying to deal with COVID and who, and who is uh, politicking on this horrid pandemic. So what we've got is pretty clear to folks out there in the country that there are some folks who want to use COVID to fund Planned Parenthood or any one of pet <laughs> projects. And there are other people in the Senate who are trying desperately week in, week out, when Nancy Pelosi goes home to San Francisco to get her hair done mm -hmm. against the rules. And they are back in Washington trying to pass a bill that deals with the COVID-related issues. For two months. Distortion of the economic situation. If people are concerned, and I agree with them, they are going to be concerned about their jobs and economic security. Folks have got a very clear choice between economic growth and economic decay. And we know which side is which. Coco, well, I'm going to go to Coco and then we're going to Michael. Go ahead, Coco. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know what planet we're living in here, but... But Bob Woodward has Trump on tape oh, saying no. he knew and he was playing down the pandemic. And they, we also know that there was a plan for the post office to send out masks to everybody and the White House didn't want to do it because they didn't want to bother people. They didn't want to pay for it. The idea that the Republicans are trying to deal with COVID is absurd. The 
Trump is trying to tamp it down for the stock market and so that everything looks normal. The Democrats don't want to fund Planned Parenthood with the money. They want to fund households who ordinarily would get evicted. And they need as much money as they need. And $600 a month is not too much when it replaces an income of $1,200 a month. And I don't know about you, but I can't live on $600 a month. The idea that the Senate Republicans are being so sober about the stewardship of the country when they ran the deficit up by trillions of dollars with a tax cut to billionaires is absurd. They just don't want to help people. Bruce, 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 uh, Michael. rights of corporations and, and big money to keep making big money. And that's it. That's all they care about. Michael and then Jennifer. Michael. You know, back in 2015... I could get on an airplane without having to worry. I didn't have to worry about work coming in. I didn't have to worry about having to homeschool my kids. The question for voters is, given Trump's mismanagement of this pandemic, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And if we look at every single metric, and if we look at every single word of this guy who calls American heroes troops, suckers and losers, who says, I don't want to make people panic. I don't want to deal with uh, COVID. I'm going to put it off on the states. This is an abdication of leadership. And as people are sitting around their kitchen tables, worried about their jobs, worried about school, hoping that the football season might actually happen all the way through, there's only one person to blame, and it's the least qualified person ever to sit in the Oval Office, and that's Donald J. Trump. The person that might do it. The situation about football, you mentioned this in the first Mm -hmm. hour, the situation about football is a gubernatorial decision. The reason there's no football in Illinois is because of J.B. Pritzker, not Donald Trump. Well, the reason why we might not have a full NFL season and why I can't go to my Colts games is because today's game was limited to 2,500 people by a Republican governor who actually cares about public safety. Okay. Okay. okay so I couldn't, I couldn't go to the game today because Donald Trump messed things up. You but again, what? you can't. But you, but you can't go back to school in in Los Angeles, in New York, or Chicago. You can't go back because the unions say we're not going to teach in well, classrooms anymore. You can't anymore. go back because we are dealing with a pandemic uh. that was not managed in any way, shape, or form by the chief executive of our country. You know what? Let's, 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 down let's discuss, you know, Michael, let's, let's discuss your last point. I'm a teacher and my husband's a teacher, okay? The numbers in Illinois, and it is, you like to talk about science. The Democrats are the party of science. Science has shown that children do not, we've only had two children in this country die that didn't have comorbidities from the pandemic, okay? So what happens is, is that we're getting set and ready to go back to school in this state and what happens and we were all ready to do it the unions came in and said we don't feel safe even though they go to the grocery store and they go out shopping and they go to target and everything else they're going to do this is a political decision that jb has decided that he's going to let the school districts decide in each one of these areas they go to to the grocery store for seven hours excuse me seven hours the the children were never supposed to go to school for the whole day anyway second of all you are looking donald trump has said that he believes in states rights and so he was going to allow each state to manage things the way they wanted to manage it. Each state, it really, it comes down to blue states. Where are the draconian lockdowns? And in many cases, they are not having any more deaths than anybody else. Viruses I cite Maine, excuse me. Viruses stop don't interrupting. stop. Viruses stop don't stop interrupting. at state borders. Michael, you need to stop interrupting. I am going to interrupt everybody because we have to break. We're going to be back in studio with Jennifer and Michael. 
and Coco and Chris are on the line. I know Coco wants to get into it. So does Chris. I'm Bruce Dumont. We will continue. 1-800-723-8289. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America. A nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ever get the feeling that a clean car just runs and drives better than a dirty car? That's because it's true. Evanston Car Wash has been serving the North Shore communities for over 60 years, helping hundreds of thousands of cars stay clean, preserve their value, and give you a nice, clean ride. Not only will Evanston Car Wash make your ride sparkle, but they use a soft cloth that doesn't risk damage to your vehicle's surface. A car is one of your major expenses, so don't trust it to just anyone with suds in a bucket. Treat it right by taking it to the Evanston car wash. Pick from a variety of car wash packages starting at just $8 and you can save even more money by joining their membership program. Evanston Car Wash is open every single day. That's seven days a week at 8 a.m. Located right there on Dempster Street just east of McCormick. For full details on custom wash and detail packages just Google Evanston's best car wash and Evanston Car Wash will pop right up. Evanston Car Wash the North Shore's number one car wash choice for over 60 years. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. This is Eric G. from Around the House, where we talk home improvement every Saturday. And you're listening to WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us. We have four guests this evening. I'm going to let them take a moment to introduce themselves, and we're going to begin with Michael Lieber. Michael? Thanks, Bruce. I'm Mike Lieber. Uh, I'm born and raised in Indiana lived in Chicago for about the last 25 years. I'm a lawyer here in town, a proud American, and a big-time Indianapolis Colts fan, and they won today. 
Very good. Jennifer Nevins. Uh, my name is Jennifer. I am happy to be here as always. I've been doing this show for about four years. Um, I was a delegate to the 2016 RNC, and I am put on as the original Trumper because when there were 17 people on that debate stage, I was for Donald Trump. I am a teacher and a historian and a part-time political consultant. Coco Sudik. Hi, Coco Sudek. I'm a business lawyer. I help people make things and money, and uh, I'm a Democrat, and I'm proud of it. Chris Roebling. Chris Roebling, are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay, I just want to say it's always a cue. <laughs> I am going to be interviewing Lynn Cheney this week on her new book. And anybody who wants to dial in on that uh, podcast, you just let me know through the station. Thanks so much. What station? What station? Where do they go? What station? Chris Roebling? I have no idea what you just said. What station are you talking about? Whichever station they're listening to. Well, they're they're not going to know about it. So a little bit later on, let's have people get a pen and pencil so they can write down and figure out what the hell you were just talking about. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's go to calls. We have Jim listening to us in Texas, and he wants to join the conversation. So, Jim, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about Listen, yourself? Um, I, I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Um, I I had to call. My, my my blood pressure went up about 50 points. <laughs> hearing everything that I'm hearing. Um, you know, I've, I've seen time and time again where those things that our president's being accused of, and Republicans for that matter, are the exact same things that they're guilty of. Um, a couple of uh, prime examples, um, Russia. Who really paid for a Russia investigation? The DNC and Hillary Clinton, no doubt, it's there, black and white. Okay. Then that Trump's not going to want to leave office mm-hmm. uh, because he's not going to accept the results. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who are the ones that really didn't accept the results? Mm-hmm. And to this day, she's saying that she won the election. Right. Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I won't, I won't. I won't take all my time with with that particular thing. But it everything that they're accusing people of, and also with a lot of anger all the time. I know it's a Coco. You gotta calm down because you're gonna have a heart attack. But anyway, um, it's what they're doing, and it just burns me up. And every single I'd like city, to respond. I'd like to respond. Whether it's Chicago, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, L.A., mm-hmm. every one of them is owned and operated by the Democrats, and yep. they, they turn it around and blame Donald Trump for, for all of this. And then okay. finally, finally, they say, Donald Trump, you stay out of it because you're, you're a dictator, you're, you're, you're a Hitler, you're a Mussolini, and you know it's up to the states to do what they want and stay out of our business. And then when they do everything and, and everything falls apart and the economy falls apart, uh, they blame Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. I want to. I want to go to Coco. Has she wants to respond because she was mentioned, and then I want to begin a series of questions, and we'll begin with Coco. Coco, uh, respond to uh, Jim of Texas. So um, I'm not going to address him because he's sold, but I want to talk to anybody who's not already sold on this crazy Trump line that we're making things up about him. I didn't say anything about him not taking office. I talked about COVID. There is nobody else in the country who's in charge of the country during this pandemic. We have had threatened pandemics before. We had one during the Obama years. We didn't stay home. 
Trump is the only one in charge of this country, and he has run this country into the ground. He had many choices and many chances to actually mobilize the national infrastructure to get masks and PPE to the hospitals and to people and to alert them that this is a an airborne virus. He didn't do any of that. He didn't get He's all the, the people. And there's nobody he did else. not get any not of the people. Coco, did he not? Did and he not? Yes, Coco, Coco, did he not rally uh, the troops to, to get the PPE? Did he not reach out? No, he did not. Four months no, late. Not. Four not months late. No. He started stealing PPE from states that had to go and buy it essentially on the black market. Yeah. He was actually seizing this stuff. He but got, what he should have done was executed just a minute. He got Act Coco, and mobilized the country as an infrastructure to start to produce this stuff. Coco, That's not what Coco, he did. Coco, if you will go back, you will find out that he reached out to many. He reached out to uh, General Motors. To make a respirators, he reached out to Haynes Underwear to make masks in April. In April, he did two it. Two months April, late. Exactly. It wasn't two months two, late. Two and a half months. No, it was not two months late. Two and a half two months. January. He says no. two and a half. Two, two and a half says, months after Joe Biden wrote his editorial in uh, on January twenty seventh in USA Today, where he said, "This is a pandemic. We need to take it seriously." Donald Trump sat around and did nothing except does, keep quiet well, and say, Joe, I don't want to does, cause a panic. Joe, here's a question. Does Joe, one, se- one second. One second. I want to, just a second. Michael, does Joe Biden have any culpability at all in what has been described as a lack of prepared PPE available, ready for the new president, that was not properly reordered and in place for when the new president came in, the president said that he mm-hmm. the, the cupboard was bared. Is there any culpability at all? I am Wait. asking Michael a question. Please let him respond because uh, my my job is to ask questions from both sides, and that and that is a, there are some people, there are many people in the country who believe that. Now, whether it's right or not, that's what the president said. I'm letting Michael respond to it. Is there any culpability in that? There is not. Num- for for several reasons. Number one, Joe Biden was the vice president, not the president. Number two, Joe Biden and the president, Barack Obama, put together a playbook, a pandemic playbook that the Republicans and John Bolton threw out the window within the first couple of months when they were in the White House. Joe Biden, his chief of staff, Ron Klain, much to the dismay of Republicans in 2012, 2013, was named the Ebola czar. And remember how many people in the United States died of Ebola, that possible pandemic? Two, you remember how many days your kids had to stay home from school? Zero. Remember how many right. movies you didn't okay. get to see? Zero. Right. Hey, Jennifer, Michael. Jennifer, Jennifer's on. Go, Jennifer. Hey, Michael. You remember when we lost 65,000 people in SARS during the Obama administration? How much PPE was passed out during that to prevent it? Zero. Do you know how many kids stayed home from school? Stop interrupting me. You know what? I want to start real quick. I need to address something about the interruptions that are going on. During a break, you guys weren't privy to this. I had the, the guest across from me tell me that he was going to interrupt me any time that I was saying something, quote, false. This is why you're hearing Coco and Michael continually interrupt me when I am talking. It is a bully tactic, and I'm not... There we false. go. 
There we go. We're interrupting you there because we go. you say false things. You know what? 65,000 people died of SARS in the yes, United States? Yes, they did. So Shall absurd. I Google it? Wow. Shall I Google it? Where did it? you get that? Folks. Insta-pundit? Folks. Should, I, should I Google it? Please, go to your corners. We're going to go to Paul in Racine, Wisconsin. Go ahead, Paul. Are you there? Thank you. For, yeah, Bruce, can you hear me? I can. Go ahead, Paul. Bruce, can you hear me? I can. Okay. I can. So I want to I want to I want to make three quick points, but I want to say one thing to Michael. Your comment earlier of your agriculture analogy of picking cotton, really, mm-hmm. in an agricultural rich state like the state of Illinois, you that produces corn, wheat, sorghum, soybeans, and you use you use the symbol of slavery. It's your Joe Biden moment of if you ain't black, if you don't know who to vote for you ain't black you need to think about that michael that was a horrible analogy michael, my point. let's let michael respond go ahead michael what i was talking about was climate change and i made the point i was making the point that where we currently grow things we're not going to be able to grow them and what i said is we're not going to be able to grow cotton in mississippi and we're not going to be able to grow corn in illinois i don't know how that's racial in any way i think it's the caller who is seeing things that aren't there okay we're going to move on chris robling to you um if uh the cdc comes out with a vaccine in the next 90 days are you going to take it oh yeah oh yeah and the cdc isn't coming out with a vaccine right this is a key point in overcoming what i think is the heated campaign rhetoric that we're in right from coco and from uh, Mr. Mike, uh, the, the reality is that the facts are that instead of an authoritarian or fascistic takeover of the economy, as Coco you know, has now, with two fingers planted firmly in the nearest electric socket in her home office there, uh, basically longed for, one can only imagine what the left would have said had Trump actually taken the economy over. But he knew wisely that he could work with industry, with government, with the military, with local authorities. And so what you saw here in this response was, you know, inevitable gaps, inevitable mix-ups, screw-ups, et cetera. But basically what you saw here was a collaborative administration that was working in the case that you mentioned, Bruce, with private industry to open the uh, uh, the pathways to innovation, to experimentation, to strict testing, and then uh, calibrate the regulatory structure of the FDA. And just by the way, I give Obama some credit on loosening up the FDA. Trump has continued that. And this is a terrific example of how both Obama and Trump were right to get the FDA to leave some of its uh, issues about um, efficacy. I got to interrupt. When, when we come back, I want to ask Coco and Michael if they would take a vaccine that comes out this year that's approved by the CDC. Back to it. 
You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you're one of the 40 million Americans buried in student loan debt, you need to listen to this and get ready to make a call that could save your life. It could take you decades to pay off your student loans, and that's crazy. The government created a special student loan repayment program, except you don't know how it works, but we do. At Modify Student Loans, we can lower your monthly student loan payments, qualify you for loan forgiveness, and help you restore your good credit even if you're in default. If you want to lower your monthly payment, write the number down. If you owe over $10,000 in student loans or are behind in your payments, we can help you. Call right now or put this number into your smartphone. 800-693-9040. That's 800-693-9040. Lower your monthly payments and qualify for loan forgiveness. Call Modify Student Loans now. 800-693-9040. We can help to lower your monthly payments, but you've got to write this number down. 800-693-9040. That's 800-693-9040. Do you have a medical issue or a question for someone who's transitioned? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side with me and get the answer you've been longing to hear on the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com for more information. Ask Julie Ryan, every Thursday night from 7 to 9 Central on Smart Talk. If you're 65 or older and own a traditional IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, you'll soon have to deal with your required minimum distributions, or RMDs. Suddenly, a portion of your tax-deferred savings will be taxable again. For your free commissioned report on RMDs, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit at financial.com. Hey, it's JT and Leanne. Join us for the Heart and Home Radio Show. Brought to you by Exit Realty. Sundays at 11 on Smart Talk. WCGO, AM and FM. Rooster Blood back. And again, uh, we've got people who are sending notes in here that Chris Roebling should speak up because he's been hard to hear. He's been very soft-spoken this evening. So my question to you, uh, Coco Sudek, if... uh, if uh, the CDC comes out with a vaccine uh, uh, for COVID-19 um, this year, would you take it? Uh, probably, but I want to respond to what Chris said. So, so first of all, Chris accused me of wanting a fascistic, an authoritarian fascistic control of the economy. No, there's a big difference between that and what I wanted him to do, which was to actually incentivize and demand that some of these companies not take the profits or ownership 
just demand that they make things in the national interest for the national defense, which is why we have the Defense Authorization Act. But, and you said that he, that he worked to unleash innovation with private companies. The fact is, he didn't take the WHO test in the beginning. The original COVID tests in February and March were corrupt, were corrupted and were ineffective. And that's one of the reasons why COVID spread the way it spread in the beginning. Everything he's done in this pandemic has been a complete failure. I wish it hadn't. I wish he had done better, but he did it. He's incompetent. <laughs> was he? Was he? Was and, he, and, and those are just was, the facts. I'm not no, wishing about. Was he? What, just a minute. Was he, Coco? Let me ask this question. Was he then uh, making a mistake by listening to the scientists at CDC? Kodak? Coco? What'd you say? The, the, the question is, was the president right or wrong in listening to his scientists at the CDC? You're blaming... Well, it's, the, not his scientists. it's not just his scientists. It's also the people that he appointed to run the CDC, and he's politicized the CDC. No, no. And no, he look, needed to I put mean, better people in charge who weren't zealots. Okay, one second, one second. Michael, with a quick answer, would you take the vaccine? Yeah, you would, you would ask that. You know, if Dr. Redfield and Dr. Fauci sign off on it, I would. And I do want to just add in one quick thing. The CDC website from 2004, when SARS occurred during George W. Bush's uh, administration, there were eight cases in the United States and zero deaths, not 65,000. I didn't as, say during Bush. As, I said during Obama, Michael. As, as we heard earlier in the show. No, now you're CDC, not telling the truth. The CDC reports that zero Americans died of SARS okay. throughout its history. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go to Chris Roebling, but I do want to put something in, in context uh, about Fauci because you, you, you talked about Fauci. Uh, it should be noted that at every public uh, uh, press conference, when Fauci, Dr. Fauci has been asked by the news media whether or not Donald Trump has interfered with anything that he's done or directed or dictated anything that he said, he has repeatedly said that Donald Trump has never muscled him on any decision. So all those people in, in the media, including many Democrats, including Michael Lieber this evening, that somehow think that, you know, that, that um, Dr. Fauci walks on water, and many mm -hmm. people do, the fact is that when you ask the guy, when it comes right from the horse's mouth, he has never, ever said that he's been muscled or pressured by Donald Trump. So I think we should we should recall that. Now, Chris Roebling, you had a point you wanted to make, and please speak up a little bit louder because people are having a difficult time hearing you. Look, look, COVID is a terrible tragedy, and it's a terrible tragedy for, you know, 200,000 American families and how many more families who have been affected by this pandemic. Uh, there are very solid public health reasons why Michael, who is way too smart to know and way too smart not to know that he is in, offering inapposite comparisons. And the situation with this pandemic is distinctly different on a public health basis and on an epidemiological basis from all of the other things that he is citing. All of that goes out. The fact is, Coco wouldn't be, uh, she would not approve of President Trump pulling a drowning person out of the river because she would say that he had violated some EPA. He wouldn't pull a drowning person out of the river. He wouldn't care enough. Here you go. There you go. There, so you, there go. you go. Okay, no, so I, mean, I can't help it. I think the, you have to describe his, his supporters as I'll just wrap up people. right now. I'll just what? wrap up. 
Hold on. What did you say? What we've seen here on the program is exactly what the voters are seeing. And I think they're going to draw their own conclusion. They probably will. Chris, uh, uh, Coco, and then back to Jennifer. Well, I don't have anything to say. I mean, I don't. Uh, You're speechless. Trump wouldn't pull. <laughs> Trump calls his own supporters those filthy people when he said, "I'm glad I don't have to shake their hands anymore." He wouldn't pull anybody hearsay. Oh, hearsay. See, the problem is when you have a viewpoint that, and you said earlier, Coco, that he deliberately mishandled the coronavirus excuse me you're interrupting again her respond jennifer when you have the viewpoint that everything trump does is self-interested and that he wouldn't save a drowning person um when many 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 people um, have testified to the the great relationship they have with him and, and everything that he's done for them when you come from that perspective nothing that trump could have done and this okay. coronavirus excuse me do not interrupt i know you want to coco if you recall when trump put the ch- the travel ban to china this was in the third week of february nancy pelosi came out and said it was xenophobic and then she said everybody go to chinatown and let's celebrate so you don't want to look at that Everything that Trump does, we have to look at it through a lens. And your lens of Donald Trump is very dirty, Coco. So that's all I have to say about it. Coco. So first of all, go ahead. So first of all, uh, there are so many people who have left his administration and have written books about the fact that he's a monster. I can't help that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing to do. Bushes either. But he wasn't, people didn't come out and write books about him being a monster. Coco, that has nothing to do with the point. Second, second, Bob Woodward has him on tape in February admitting that this thing was bad and communicable and he knew it and then he kept saying it. He cared more about himself than he cared about about the country. That's a deliberate, deliberate screw up. He purposefully underplayed the pandemic. The, I mean, and the cost is 200,000 people dead. Let's he, hear the he tapes. The Let's hear the tapes. Donald They're not Trump, existent. Donald Trump put himself over existent. everybody. Let's hear the tapes. Well, I don't have them right with me, but you can find I mean, we've heard them on the news. Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't uh, care about regular Americans who are out go. of work no, and who uh, are hurting. On that note of discord, uh, we've got a little over 50 days left. Uh, Our thanks to Jennifer Nevins and Michael Lieber and Coco Sudek and Chris Roebling. Uh, Chris, you've got 10 seconds. Where do people call to get your information? ULCC.org. You can sign up, and we're going to talk to Lynn Cheney. Okay, thanks very much. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks very much. Good night from Evanston, Illinois. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. 
Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of... It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared. It gave me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net.